from the studios of the Factual Data Creations Facility, recorded by the light of a vacuum tube enclosed within a cheap microphone preamp. This is the New Normal Opinions Podcast. Each transmission features my opinions on the current events taking place in this and sometimes other countries around the world. Start transmission. Greetings. If you've been unaware, a letter filled with the poison ricin was intercepted before it could reach its intended recipient, which was President Trump. The letter originated from Quebec, Canada. An arrest was made in connection to the case at the border crossing in Buffalo, New York of one Pascal Ferrier. Ms. Ferrier, and I use the term Ms. Lightly, was reportedly armed with a gun at the time of her, and again I used the term lightly, arrest, which took place as she was attempting to cross into the U.S. from Canada. The subject is also suspected of sending five more ricin-filled letters to law enforcement personnel in Hildago, Texas, where she had been previously arrested for unlawful possession of firearms and possession of a fake Texas driver's license. After her arrest, and after spending 20 days in jail, it was found that she had overstayed her six-month visa in this country and was deported. The suspect supposedly possesses dual French and Canadian citizenship and worked as a website designer for various defense firms, which is scary to think about. The questions I have are, Why are Canadians allowed to cross into the United States while U.S. citizens cannot cross into Canada? I was under the impression that the northern border was closed to all but commercial and essential travel due to the pandemic. I noticed while on a recent trip to Niagara Falls that many vehicles had Canadian registration plates on them. In my opinion, it's time to scrutinize the northern border at least as much as we do our southern border. Unbridled immigration into Canada by people from not-so-Western-values-friendly places has been going on for years. Once they obtain that Canadian passport, it's an easy jump into the United States. Why aren't U.S. citizens allowed to travel to Canada, I ask again. If you would look at the mugshot of the subject, you will notice the similarities to the mugshots of BLM-slash-Antifa riders. Unconfirmed social media posts belonging to the suspect have shown various anti-Trump posts, one with the hashtag KillTrump. Other unconfirmed reports say that authorities are investigating a link between Ferrier and up to 13 other people who, quote, shared the same interests. Lord knows what this armed, obviously crazed, again, take a look at the mugshot, person had intended to do if her attempt to cross the border was successful. Recently, an NYPD officer, New York Police Department, was arrested and charged by federal authorities for being an illegal agent of the communist Chinese government. I'm going to mess up the pronunciation of this name, but I'm going to give it the old college try. Bamadeji Angwang, age 33, 
a Chinese man of Tibetan ethnicity who claimed and received asylum in the U.S., is accused of spying on the local Tibetan exile community and reporting to a handler at the New York CCP consulate. This spy is also a member of the U.S. Army Reserves, was prior active duty Marines, and carries a secret security clearance. Mr. Ang Wang falsely obtained U.S. citizenship by claiming asylum, stating that he had been arrested and tortured in China due to his Tibetan ethnicity. Records show that he has traveled back to China numerous times since being granted asylum. Further investigation revealed that his parents are retired CCP members and his brother is currently a reservist in the Communist People's Liberation Army. Why wasn't this information found out during his asylum request investigation, you may ask? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Most asylum adjudicators are very liberal pro-immigration in their beliefs. Their union has even formed an anti-Trump policy cabal. This occurred after the current administration attempted to change the policy from a guaranteed audience with one of these adjudicators to leaving it up to the border agents who first encounter the asylum claimants, usually trying to enter the country illegally, to decide whether the claims are valid, which would warrant an audience with said adjudicator. Besides weeding out false claims, this would also ease the backlog of asylum cases. While awaiting their appointments, asylum claimants can obtain benefits like food stamps and welfare, and also work in this country. Most asylum claimants produce offspring in this country while waiting for their case to be heard, which solidifies their standing in this country of being the parent of a U.S. citizen. The automatic birthright citizenship laws need to be adjusted to combat this ongoing scam in my and others' opinions. Unfortunately, my work experience has taught me that the travel back to the country that the asylum seeker was supposedly freeing, fleeing from once U.S. residency or citizenship is granted is far too common. In the early 80s, I worked with refugees from Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. You could not pay these people any amount of money to go back to the country they were fleeing from. These poor people had real credible fear, and their lives were truly in danger if they returned to their home country. These were real refugees. I'd wager this Tibetan trader is one of many thousands of people sent here by the CCP for the sole reason of infiltrating our system and becoming a spy. So, as reported by the mainstream media, otherwise known as the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party, that the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dying wish was not to be replaced until a new president was sworn into office. Well, I just don't believe this garbage, and it just goes to show how low the media will stoop to thwart anything that President Trump attempts to do. What if Trump wins re-election? Do we still have to wait until 2024 until the vacant seat is filled? Because technically he wouldn't be a new president if re-elected. It is the constitutional duty of a sitting president to fill a vacancy on the Supreme Court as quickly as possible. You know the Democrats would do that if they were in power. Now Schumer and Pelosi are threatening impeachment and other dirty tricks to prevent the president from fulfilling his duty. 
They are the true obstructionists. The Supreme Court's justice job is deciding cases based on the Constitution, not governing by declaration of personal opinions. Report of the justice's final word was from the National Public Radio, which is funded by our tax dollars. If Trump wins in November, I hope an investigation is launched into NPR and other media that is supported by our tax money. And on the subject of money, well, well, it seems a lobbying group founded by BLM co-founder Alicia Garza is financially supported by the Chinese Progressive Association, which has proven links to the ruling Chinese Communist Party. Surprise, surprise. Ms. Garza, famous for stating that she is a, quote, trained Marxist, heads up the Black Futures Lab, a so-called advocacy group for black people. The CPA has staged numerous pro-CCP events. Can we please take a look at the funding for BLM now? Pretty please? This last item is a little off the beaten path for this show, but bear with me. Apple has released to the general public iOS 14, which, if you didn't already know, is the mobile operating system that runs on the company's iPhones and iPads. The new privacy features of this operating system can't be beat. You can look up and see what they are, but in my humble opinion here, they beat out anything Android can offer. So if you need any kind of privacy, I'd switch to using iOS. If you don't want to get off Android, just have a backup phone. Buy an iPhone SE for $300, $400, and you'll be guaranteed some privacy. I also have a listening recommendation for you. If you guys got time, because this is a long podcast, I recommend listening to the No Agenda Show. Has some great news deconstruction. It gets a little radio-y, if you know what I mean, in, in parts, but just bear with it. It's a great show, and you'll learn something. And in closing, this will probably be the last episode of this show on this host. I'll be moving it to another one shortly. You listeners should not notice a difference. Well, hopefully better sound. If you have any problems with the show or getting it, you can let me know at nnopodcast at gmail.com I'll be happy to hear from you well this will wrap up this episode so be safe be aware and take care of yourself I'll be talking to you later end transmission